and welcome to Futures Focus, a fantasy baseball podcast centering around all the top prospects in the game, brought to you by Prospects 1500. My name is Alex Sanchez. Joining me per usual is Nate Eckerd, and tonight we have a very special guest from the On The Wire podcast, Adam Howell. Thank you so much, Adam, for joining us. Yeah, man. Glad to be on the uh, the podcast that will actually be uh, advancing in the bracketology bracket. Mm-hmm. And, and since it's not going to be us, I might as well jump on the podcast that it will continue to move on. So thanks mm. for having me. Yeah, of course, you're referring to baseball pods. Uh, great follow for those that have not uh, been into what we were talking about in our last episode. But yeah, follow baseball pods. And uh, there is a, a awesome bracket type of March Madness thing that we're going on with all the baseball podcasts. You can discover so many new podcasts that are going on. And that's what we're kind of talking about. And, you know, full disclosure here, Adam, you guys, I saw you and Kevin sent out one tweet each about the, the, the bracket. And uh, one of them, I think it was Kevin or I think it was Kevin or you, one of you said uh, nothing about voting for on the wire, but rather, to support Scott Green because he was a Western Massachusetts. That that, that one was me. Um, yeah, I yeah. grew up in so Western you didn't even myself. like. <laughs> yeah, you didn't even try to get any votes. And on the other hand, we were desperate the whole day. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. We were going to in-laws and old dynasty leagues and everybody to try to get some votes because we had been stuck on that second round for a long, long time. <laughs> I think uh, I think we made it into the third round last year, yeah. um, okay. and so we had already gotten the taste. No, I don't. I, was, <laughs> the whole idea of that bracket, obviously, is to, to present um, possible listeners with new options um, yeah. the, of things that they haven't listened to before. Um, yeah. I know I've you know been introduced to many podcasts through uh, Chris's you know at Baseball Pods bracket over the last couple of years, and very grateful for that. And uh, I mean, you guys do great work and people should be listening here. So uh, I'm glad that uh, it came out that I did notice the amount of quote tweets uh, from our uh, <laughs> from our vote was was quite high. And then I realized, oh, two of them are Kevin and I. And then I went yeah. through and scrolled through to see. <laughs> OK, yeah, I think we're in trouble now. <laughs> it's like 150 quote tweets <laughs> from Prospects 1500 yeah. crew. That- we we do have a large staff, which is like we, we <laughs> never really take advantage of that because I mean we have like thirty people at oh, yeah. Prospect fifteen hundred at one given time, and there's like two of you guys. But I know you have the pitcher. I mean, let's explain. Well, yeah. I wanted to know a little bit about that. Like, how do how does that work with the pitcher list? Like, are they supporting you? And like, what goes on with that? They have so many different podcasts. As I was scrolling through their page, the other like day, a network, you guys. Yeah. They, they have so many, like, how did that work out for you guys? And, and how, and, you know, what do you find uh, the benefit from that? Sure. I mean, we are on the Pitcher List Podcast Network. We wouldn't be a podcast without it. Um, so about two years ago, uh, Nick Pollock decided to launch, you know, the Pitcher List Podcast Network. There were a couple handful of podcasts that weren't like regular. Um, they had um, On the Barrel, which is like more of a hitter focused podcast. Uh, obviously they have on the corner, you know, which is Nick and Alex talking pitchers every week uh, on the farm had been around for a long time, but they were kind of, there wasn't a schedule. It was just like, Hey, you know, put out a podcast when you want to. Um, and so about two years ago, Nick wanted to organize that more um, and literally put out a, um, 
uh, uh, open invite to the entire staff. Like, hey, if you want to do a podcast, we are taking applications. Um, And so a bunch of people, including myself and uh, Kevin Hastings, my co-host and On The Wire, we put in, you know, like, hey, we want to do a podcast separately. Um, And then he started randomly pairing, Nick paired people up and said, all right, do a um like an application do a, a fake recording of like a 15 minute podcast um i got paired with kevin um and then we decided that you know what do we want to do this about when we decided we wanted to do our a podcast around fab uh so we do you know weekly fab um podcast and the rest is history i mean we got picked up we basically it was like pilot <laughs> and we yeah. got picked up and uh, we run it now i'm uh i'm actually the, the director now of the picture of those podcast network so we have a lot of really great wow. shows and they're all it's not like a partnership like it's they're all part of pictureless everybody on the pictureless podcast network um you know is on the staff um at pictureless most of them most of the podcast hosts do other things at PitcherList, whether they're editors behind the scenes um, or they're writing articles on a regular basis um, or, or maybe some, a couple of them are like myself in the future are going to be strictly podcasting. Um, but it's a, you know, it's a, it's a pretty big ecosystem over there. Yeah, I bet. Now I was going to mention that the ecosystem, I'm glad you used that word. I think it's a good word to talk about how, the bracket is and how that picture list is because it, it they're not all the same type of podcast they all have their niche that they're going for which mm-hmm. is fantastic and i think that sort of mirrors the bracket that baseball pods that chris is doing right now because you know we're all about going deep into prospects right i mean we're the deepest ones we're going 50 prospects deep per team and then there's mm-hmm. you know, yours uh, talking about who you should pick up with free agent bidding and then we have a major league baseball podcast a a redraft focus like there's so many different podcasts out there and if you know we're all sort of in our own niche we don't really step on each other's toes in a way we're like it's cutthroat or anything so it's such a great (laughs) idea to do with what chris is doing and then in turn to have your own network is fantastic because you know if somebody isn't into or their league maybe doesn't have free agent bidding or you know, maybe it's a dynasty league. There's just no free agents to pick up anyway. There's still something else that they could check out on that network. I think it's a really good idea. And uh, just kind of a reminder to anyone listening, like check out the bracket. Don't just vote and then move on, but check out those podcasts and find something that you're really into because they're all like consistently putting stuff out. It's amazing just how many people love this silly sport and (laughs) fantasy and the dynasty things that go with it. So absolutely yeah all right um well adam we're gonna kind of put you on the spot here we're all about prospects um as the title implies right 1500 of them (laughs) go over so i'm sure you know all of them so we're gonna know we're gonna test you Uh, all 1500 of them yeah so we did a bonus episode because you know we promised everybody that you know if we won we were going to do a bonus. See, one. That's why that's why I wanted to concede. Right. I wanted to make sure that everybody would get an extra episode of Fancy Boom. Focus right yeah. there. That's Appreciate it. it. Yeah, I'm sure that was the reason why we won. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, that bonus episode that was fun. Uh, we we took a look at all the busts that took place just five years ago in 2018. We realized that out of the top 100, 
there's about 40 that we would consider to be bust. And we were pretty lenient with the word bust as well. Um, coming to in a dynasty league, they just don't have any value anymore. They st- still might be playing, like, but you're not getting like Joey Bart was a good example. I mean, is he a bust? No, he's a major league catcher, but you you can get him for nothing right now. Mm-hmm. So that was it, it. Ends up being negative is the problem. So um, yeah, <laughs> we we want to we want to bring you into that negativity, Adam, and have you do the same exercise and kind of see doom who you gloom. The doom so, and gloom. There yeah, um, I'm going to give you the option. You can have the hard, you can have medium, or you can have easy. And when I say hard, medium, easy, we can do the top 10, top 15 prospects. We can go into the middle. That would be the medium. Or we can do easy busts, and like the ones at the end won't really ruffle too many feathers. It's your call, though. All right, well, let's just let's go to the middle then. I'll, uh, I'll take uh, the average route and see where it ends up. Beautiful. All right. Good. So Good choice. <laughs> yeah, it was really tough at the when I had to yeah. be Gunnar Henderson and Volpe. It's like my yeah. boss. <laughs> yeah. But, I took out Jackson Ch- Trio and yeah. uh who was the other painter? Painter that, that was, was a low-hanging fruit though. Yeah, <laughs> it was. I had to take it, you know. Yeah, I, yeah if of course. I wasn't Alex. Oh, I don't blame you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank but here's the thing. Okay, so Adam, top 10 in – this is not that long ago, 2018, okay? Mm-hmm. Of course, Vladdy Guerrero is number one, Eloy Jimenez, Fernando Tatis. Top three, boom, we're good. Then I got to go Victor Robles, and then I got to go Forrest Whitley at six. Then I have to do Nick Senzel at eight and Joe Adele at nine. Those were the top ten that we had. I mean, I don't know if everybody had those top ten, but, I mean, that's four busts right there. Top ten. Yeah, this is, I mean, I'm looking back at your 18 list, and it, that was an, like, if you had to force yourself to choose <laughs> four, it was, that's an easy one. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, Royce Lewis is still on the, uh, on, on right. that, you know, yeah. on the borderline <laughs> of where that could be. Honestly, you know, there's going to be people drafting Victor Robles this year, though. So, I mean, there's going to be an opportunity to, to be hurt by him again. Um, yep. Like you said, these guys are still playing. Um, there's still some of them are still more useful than others. Um, but yeah, this was this was a name. This was a year with a lot, a lot of really you know big names that we're seeing today, you know, right outside of that Wander Franco right there at 11. So, yeah, um, yeah. this is a this was a this was a fun list to look at. Yeah. And, you know, we did this with another list a couple of years before. It's the same sort of thing. It's it's almost that 40 percent, nearly 50 percent bust rate. So here we go. Let's do, um, we'll do the, the 45 through 60 range, okay? So the 45 through 60 range that we have um, on our list. Uh, did you have our list pulled up? It sounded like I've, you had I've, Yeah, I got it right here. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, so um, from that list, you need to pick roughly about, I don't know, we'll keep it easy for you. We'll keep it at three busts out of that that range there's more than three in that range <laughs> there's probably around seven or eight from 2018 list if i'm looking at them really quickly um just some names like uh john duplantier garrett hampson oh, Diaz, uh, michael Baez, christian pache <laughs> uh, luis patino christian robinson jamai jones like and I'm not even close to like all of them yet. So. No, sure. <laughs> I'm going to be generous. to choose from. <laughs> yeah. uh, so all you have to do is pick three of the top, uh, you know, 40 to 
50, 60 range, uh, three guys that you're kind of thinking could bust that are on our list. So I'm very interested on who you might pick. All right. Yeah, we're talking we're talking about this current list that's out right now, right? Yes, current list. Correct. Correct. All right. Yes, I'm swapping back and forth between 2018 and I know and now. Um, all right. So we're looking at 45 to what'd you say 45 to 65 60 to, yeah sure 60? Uh, if you want to go it, it doesn't have to be perfect but anywhere in that range you know the middle of the list man like i like i told you um off air before we started recording um i am definitely out of my comfort zone here uh i mean i i, I follow you guys i follow a ton of other uh really smart minded prospect minds that i have for years so i feel like i've learned a little bit through osmosis if that's a thing um yeah so I, so I'm going to, I, you know, not going to have a ton of back, anything to back myself up on here. I'm just going to, I'm going to lean on you guys to either tell me I'm, I'm, I'm silly for choosing this, a player um, <laughs> or back me up on why I thought. Um, so honestly, I've heard uh, nothing but um, questionable things about Zach Neto, Neto, Neto. Um, Neto. And, and I, I've heard basically everything I've read about him is that he's, uh, he'll be a major leaguer and he might be a major leaguer for a long time, but he's not going to do much for my fantasy team. Um, he's not going to be bringing much um, by the way of, you know, um, counting stats. Uh, he's going to be a, uh, and maybe I'm thinking of the wrong guy. Please cut me off. If I'm making no, myself no, look no, no, really no. silly, um, no, not at all. but this is the type of guy, if I'm, if I'm remembering correctly, I'm just not going to be interested in from a fantasy perspective, no matter how good he ends up being long-term for the angels or whoever, and he ends up playing for long-term. Um, so, I mean, I'm going all the way to the bottom of this, uh, of the, of the range here at 59. Uh, but he'd be the guy, number one guy that I, I would expect from a fantasy perspective uh, will end up busting and won't be somebody that I would target, you know, five years from now in a draft. That's a beautiful choice because he is the name that I mentioned yep. for one of my yeah, busts. So that, you got it correct. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Yeah, I mean, I, we're not quite to that point yet. We don't have the drops, but yeah, good job, Nate. That was nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> ding, ding, it is net O, by the way, because I got my fancy you. pronunciation list. So uh -huh, it's net uh -huh. O, like the net and then an O. Um, so yeah, I, I, you almost said exactly what I said. It's really funny. Um, yeah. I'm assuming you, you didn't listen to the last episode because we not literally just no. released it. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I was going to say, did we even drop that yet? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, a great choice. Like I think he could be a everyday player for the angels, but they're the rushing him to the majors and not having a backup plan where it's sort of the points that I made. Oh, and also the, it's the angels. <laughs> so it's like, oh, yeah. Ah. Don't have a history. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have a great history. Um, so, uh, all right. One for one. I love it. So be before, we go on, Adam. I do have to take a moment and mention our sponsor, Fantrax, and talk about the awesome competition that's going on this month. So since we're now basically best friends, Adam, because we picked and hate on Zach Neto, that's great. Um, <laughs> yeah. We can start a league. When we start a league on Fantrax, we're going to be entered into uh, the competition for the month of March, which is to get you and your league mates Tickets to any major league game with $1,000 in addition to help you get to the game and buy all the food and, and beverages that you might need for the game. Especially if you're going to an Angels game, you're going to need a lot of beverages to, to watch <laughs> that. No, I like the Angels. This, I shouldn't say that. But the point is, Fantrax is going to get you there. If you can sign up for that new league, it's Fantrax.com slash Prospects 1500. Please use that link so that they know that you're hearing about it through our website. 
Uh, and again, when you are looking at fan tracks, the, uh, the ability to uh, bring leagues over, and I saw this tweet today on uh, uh, fan tracks that, you know, having Otani is such a complicated thing and, and how long it took fantasy leagues to figure out how to use Otani in fantasy baseball. Um, and still some of them can't do it. Like, it's just like, doesn't work in their system, but Fantrax has it all figured out. It's all good to go. So if you're a Shohei Otani fan and your league stinks, then bring it on over. You can import everybody. It's no problem. It's seamless. It can be absolutely free. You can do the premium stuff as well. A lot of cool stuff. So please, if you do that, make sure you use the link fantrax.com slash prospects 1500 and sign up today. All right. Adam, you're one for one. Let's see if you can right. go two for two. Who else you got? I, I don't I'm gonna I'm gonna go this is just something I'm afraid of happening. And so this <laughs> is why I'm gonna end up going with him. Um, you know, I, I I in the one in my home dynasty league, I I drafted him quite quite high when he you know when he was first eligible to be drafted in our first year player drafts. Um mm-hmm. and I'm gonna go with Marco Luciano. Um, I'm just really yeah. afraid, like the fact that that when I ended up trading him away last season in this team, just because he still had that, you know, that shine to him. He still had the, you know, still had some value, especially within my league. Um, and I was able to get, you know, a decent little return on it, but the fact that he still hasn't made it past high A ball, he's had some injury history, um, as of recent, um, he did, you know, in his most recent stint in the high A ball, he was able to bring down the, the strikeout rate um, while not really compromising his walk rate, which is nice. Obviously, you know, recorded a 22% K rate compared to what we had been seeing prior to that at 37%. Um, in, you know, relatively normal sample sizes as well. I also worry about how exactly the Giants are going to end up using him if he, if and when he does make it. I, I do understand from what things I've read in the past, like he has the mentality of somebody who wants to succeed. He wants to, you know, make it to the majors as soon as humanly possible. Um, I'm not sure that his body is going to allow him to do that. And what what he'll end up doing and where he'll do it in San Francisco in that ballpark, um, the way that they, you know, have utilized some of their young talent in both platoon roles and 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 uh, granted from a major league standpoint utilizing to the best of their strengths that's great i mean it makes sense um but from a fantasy perspective uh i'm not liking it <laughs> that aspect of it it's kind of like Mm-mm. you know tampa relievers you just it's something you don't want to see uh, for your right. fantasy team um so yeah i'm just afraid of seeing marco luciano uh you know, take too long to succeed um, on a regular basis. And that's why I think from this list, he's kind of on the other end of the list. Let me pull it back up. Um, what was he at? 47. 47. Yeah. So opposite end of where I went the last time. So um, yeah, Marco Luciano, uh, I, I wouldn't be buying, I wouldn't be getting any more exposure to him if I have him somewhere else. Yeah. Nate, I'll let you take that one. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> two for two two for two my I'll friend i took i took uh, Mar- uh marco luciano also as my bust uh on wednesday and i couldn't agree with you more literally everything that you just said uh i completely back he hasn't seen any competition above high a and what's he gonna do when he faces double a you know that's i keep 
preaching to everybody that listens, anybody that'll listen to me, that you know, double A is always where you know you separate the 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 boys from the men, and uh, he hasn't even gotten to that point yet. So, I mean, especially where he is on the list at number 47, like that's a legit prospect. And you just said it yourself. I mean, if he even makes it to Major League Baseball, which is still, you know, kind of like 50-50, you know, what are they going to do when he gets there? Is he going to play in a, in a platoon? And, and is he going to – how is he going to receive that? You know, he obviously has the superstar – uh, vibe to him because of what he's done in uh, previous years. So w- when players like that have uh, this this reputation or this self-made reputation also, and then they get to the bigs and they're just one amongst many, um, no longer big fish in small ponds, uh, they don't take kindly to platoons. And I don't see uh, – uh, what's his name? If the Giants coach, if the Giants manager Kapler. is still, the, thank you. If the Giants man, Kapler's still there by the time Luciano comes up, and that's still what they're doing. I don't see those two getting along at all. And then forget about hitting for power at AT and T. I mean, triples alley is, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a real thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a real thing. And Luciano, um, you know, he's not really spry on his feet. So, yeah, I'm with you a thousand percent. Good, good work. (laughs) Now, Luciano is a huge range, was as high as 22 and as low as 100 on our list. And I remember probably two years ago, I think I I got him up to maybe three or four overall for me. I used to really like Mm -hmm. Luciano, but it's been since that point um, a downhill uh, a descent for him going forward. And you guys are making point after point after point. It's hard to argue about him anymore. So two for two. I love it. All right. Let's go three for three then, Adam. Who else do you got oh, in this man. range? Uh, we have a few more that we selected as well. So don't feel bad <laughs> about calling all these guys out. But uh, and, and feel free if you want to go a little higher, a little lower, and you see a name that really jumps out to you, I'm not going <laughs> to hold it against you. So if you see somebody that that catches your eye, but who's your yeah, third one? Yeah, um, I mean, I want to say Royce Lewis just because he's right outside the range. Um, I mean, I don't know. I was just talking to Scott about this, and on he Scott uh, Green, obviously, um, he he came on on the wire. So if you're listening to this and you haven't listened to it on the wire, make sure you do that. Uh, we were just talking about Royce Lewis in a different capacity, but um, he still has his rookie eligibility. So he's still on this list, right, guys? But you talk yeah. about ranges. He's <laughs> I'm looking at this range yeah. six. I like, I like that somebody liked them just enough to be like, Oh, I'll throw him a bone. I'll put him at a hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure. I mean, Luciano's <laughs> Luciano, same thing. I mean, it was really funny to see like, Oh, he made it on all 23 lists. Uh, but it was obviously at least one guy that was, was like, uh, I mean, I gotta put him on the list. Right. <laughs> well, not for uh, Royce Lewis. You don't have to put him on the list. No, you don't have to. He didn't make uh, uh, 19 seven of these. Yeah. And there's <laughs> one, yeah. One person on this podcast that did not put him on uh, their list. Well, I'll well, let you. That's, <laughs> that would be, that would be two. That'd be two at least. Cause I didn't put him in my list either. 
Oh, okay, yeah, fair, but I did. But yeah, you're who I'm referring to. Yeah, is that, yeah he agrees. Oh, oh it's me. <laughs> yeah. I guess it, I guess if uh, I made one of these lists, it probably it would be two. But um, yeah, I mean, I just don't know how much faith I can put into Lewis at this point. Not not so much because of the talent. And again, the same thing I said about Luciano is like this is a guy who obviously wants to succeed. Um, I don't know that his body will allow him to do so. Um, I mean, we we obviously have major leaguers who have made professional careers about uh, playing long enough or just enough. Um, I'm talking about his teammate, Brian Bruxton, um, obviously, and like they play just enough. And when they're out there, they're playing in a, you know, a very high level, but not enough for them to be considered superstars um, just because they don't they're not out there long enough. I, I mean, I worry about what Lewis is going to be able to do for a long period of time. We haven't really seen that yet. Um, and so I guess, uh, you know, just outside of 60, he's at uh, 63 on your guys' list. Um, he'd be kind of a low-hanging fruit here for, for me based on the name alone. Well, it's a great call. Like you could probably guess Nate did pick him in, in our bust yeah. Busters segment. Yeah. Um, three for three. And it's, it's, you know, you say, oh, he's at 63. I had him, you know, in the 20s or 30s or something like that. Um, just the injuries is really the only the negative that you could say, because everything else is great. But the, ne- the, the, the negative is very much <laughs> you have to consider because um, it ends everything. To- right? Yeah. And, and Lewis is the type of player who, who needs his health. You know, like some mm-hmm. players can get away with it because they're overriding tools are their hit and their power tool right lewis's athleticism is is damn near everything to his uh to his game Mm -hmm. so if if he's going to be hurt you know even even a third of the amount of time that he's been hurt thus far that's still going to hamper his uh eligibility his availability when he gets to the major league level, because there's going to be kids coming up, you know, all over the place and and he's still nursing a hammy or he's still doing this or the other, you know, it, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's unfortunate because what he did at the futures game a few years ago was incredible. I thought he was one of the best watches. They had the mic on him and he looks like a real star, but he just can't stay healthy. And sometimes that's just how the cookie crumbles. I yeah I just I I want to see him make it so bad and you hope that I don't know do you think that the first injury caused the second injury or he just it's just a uh, something about it's him possible I mean it's very it's very possible but I, honestly I I think in a lot of pro sports there's just guys who are I don't know. Maybe they didn't drink enough milk when they were nine years old or, you know, it's, I don't know. I don't get it. It's it. They're just prone to being hurt. It's like, it's like the Mets, you know, getting uh, Edwin Diaz, uh, the, the Puerto Rico, the Puerto Rico game. It's just sometimes Uh, these guys just can't seem to stay healthy at all. Hold your beer, Nate, because uh, Brandon Nimmo also got hurt today. See, see, this is what I'm saying. (laughs) It's just, it's just some organization, some players throughout the history of time always seem to have the unfortunate happen to them. And I feel like Lewis is on that, on that uh, precipice. 
Well, he, well, he's not playing for the Mets, at least. So, I mean, well, that's true. He'd be doubly, doubly screwed then. <laughs> doubly screwed. Uh, um, all right, Adam, thank you. I know that, you know, prospects aren't necessarily your uh, wheelhouse, but you did a fantastic job. You nailed all three of the guys that we had highlighted when it came to our busts. So, um, well done there. Now, I do want to get to something that is a little bit more on your wheelhouse because if we can kind of combine what Prospects 1500 is and what On the Wire is, we need to look for the prospect that's going to help this year that you can go pick up for a couple bucks now and not have to spend 30, 40, 50 dollars, whatever it may be later on when you they get they finally get the call. So avoiding the the big name prospects, you know, like or Gunnar Henderson, like those guys at the top, or even like a Volpe, like as soon as Volpe gets called up, or so he's uh, going to get okay, dragged. Like, right. like, let's talk about guys that are a little bit I lower. just drafted Volpe like 10 minutes ago, so I get it. Yeah. <laughs> so, talk about guys that are not being drafted in redraft leagues, and this is where like I need some help because we, we do dynasty. I think all of my leagues are dynasty, or at least like 90% dynasty with like maybe a little keeper stuff. Not a lot of redraft. So when it comes to like a redraft league or even a small keeper league, prospects don't get drafted. But who are you into this year? Give me a couple names, maybe two, three, however many you like that you're looking to jump on the wire first before they get too expensive mm-hmm. later on. Sure. I mean, I'll tell you at least the one um, that my top one right now that I've been just I grabbed in uh, a keeper league that I'm in and with a final pick. Uh, I, I drafted him at least in one draft and hold and I uh, got him in my aunt new league as well. Um, is Addison, Addison Barger out of Toronto. Um, I, I, I'm trying to I'm, do the control F and see if where he is. He's at 135 on your guys' list between 67 and a hundred. Um, it would, he's actually only made four of your guys' list, which, um, granted I get, he, you know, he, he'd probably be in around 135 or 120, on some lists. So obviously that's not how your list works. If you don't make your top 100, you don't make the list. Um, and so he averages out to 135. Uh, I, I just, I've just kind of been introduced to Barger in the last, you know, four or five months. Um, but everything he's been putting forward has been, um, you know, obviously very positive. He's got, you know, he's got pop from the left side. Uh, he can, the what's really liking me for going into this year is that Toronto seems to want him to play. First of all, as I just talked to Scott about a little while ago, um, a bunch of teams have started making cuts in spring training and Toronto is one of them. They sent Aurelvis Martinez down. They sent uh, uh, Schuster down. Now Schuster. Um, oh crap. Who's the pitching prospect that they just sent down? Anyway, t- well, they sent Tiedemann down mostly because of the shoulder fatigue um, or the shoulder issues, uh, but they send a couple of other guys down as well. Barger did not get sent down. So he's still there with the major league team in spring training. Um, he, they have been playing him around the different positions. Uh, he hit one of the first home runs in spring in 2023 spring training. I don't think he's hit another one since, but he's getting the playing time. They're getting a lot of looks at him. Um, so I do believe if, if he doesn't break camp at this point, um, as even, even as a bench spot, he's as somebody who can play around the different positions, he'll be the, quote, first man up um, in case an opening does arise. Um, and I think, you know, I'm going to want him um, on my team because I think he's a type of player, too, that he's a he's a high enough touted prospect within their system that they're not going to call him up if they don't have playing time for him, um, I think. 
if they want him to continue to get reps, they're wanted to do it at a full in a, in a full time capacity. Um, so if he does get the call up, they're going to find a place for him to play. You know, even if it's maybe five out of seven games a week, six out of seven games a week, um, at even at different positions, he's been playing outfield. Um, you know, he's played shortstop before. He's eligible at third base as well. I think on the at least on Yahoo, maybe. Uh, but everybody's eligible at third base on Yahoo. Um, yeah. uh, he can probably play second base as well. So. Um, obviously, they have some spots at the major league level where they, you know, don't have he doesn't have an opportunity to play shortstop, obviously, <laughs> uh, or, you know, or first base um, or even third base with Chapman there now. But, you know, he could take a, you know, a, a, some playing time at second base. He could fill in in the outfield as they're continuing to put him in the, the corner spots there. Uh, so I like Barger a lot and I'll be, you know, I'll be looking to see when it looks like they the blue jays might be calling him up if he doesn't make opening day he is a flyer i'm going to be taking in some fab leagues i'm drafting now since he's still on the roster um and he hasn't been cut yet and on the off chance that he makes opening day then you know that feels good especially in a 15 teamer um and if he doesn't make the opening day i'm okay cutting him um and then being able to kind of being first jump at him uh you know in you know three or four weeks if they just you know wait three weeks in april so you said he was on four lists as high as 67. I'll let you take a guess who had him at 67. All right, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess it was you. Yes. <laughs> I, uh, I, I do think you were a fantastic call on Addison Barger. I, I, so we get done with the podcast, and like at the end of it, I'm like, oh, I wanted to talk about him more because I am completely convinced with everything you're saying. Just to piggyback off of a few of those, you said everything. I don't need to say much more. But like the second baseman, Whit Merrifield, Kevin Biggio, those are the two guys that are really in his way right now. That's not much to say. Like those guys go <laughs> away in a second right now. Um, and then the power is so legit. Like if you watch his swing, it's just made to hit home runs. It's just beautiful and it's violent. He's going to strike out a ton. He's not going to hit 300, but he is going to provide value. And I don't know why people can't get him on their top 100 list with the proximity and the lineup that he's going to be in. And the fact that, you know, he can play second base and there's not a lot of good second basemen out there that can hit you 25 home runs. So such a good call. Love it, Adam. Very, very good call. <laughs> you got to do one more for me now. All right. All right. I got I do have one more. I'm trying to find them on my uh, I've done quite a few uh, drafts this this season. And one guy, this is somebody I don't think he's going to be uh, necessarily useful right away. Um just due to the playing time. And I just want to make sure I, I, I say his name right. Um, he's a catching prospect for Houston. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, Yanir Diaz. Uh, yes. UT only on the NFBC platform right now. So he, that's the one thing going against them, obviously, is just that eligibility. He doesn't have the catcher eligibility yet. Um, and obviously they have Martin Maldonado, uh, you know, holding down the fort there. Uh, doing okay, exactly. At least what he's supposed to be doing behind the plate, maybe not so much at the plate. Um, and that would be his end. He did get a little look last year, got a couple of plate appearances at the end of last season. Um, and so, where I'm looking at the possibility of him getting uh, playing time early on in the season is just 
what's going on, I guess, with uh, Michael Brantley having to deal with some off, off the field uh, personal matters. Uh, I don't know anything about them. I just know that it's taking him away from the team for a little while and providing you know more opportunity for other players to get more looks in spring training. Um, and thus, if that were to carry over into the into the regular season and he were to miss some time, which I, I not necessarily I don't necessarily believe that will happen. Um, this is, you know, we talked about it on our show like two episodes ago. Um, he's Michael Brantley is you know a seasoned veteran. He might not necessarily need all of the ramp up time in spring training that you know, some of the younger guys would need. Um, he he kind of knows what he's going to you know who he is. You know, what he's going to do. Um, and I think Dusty Baker probably feels the same way about him. But if he were to miss extra time, that frees up um, more playing time at the, you know, the DH position, which Brantley will be playing plenty of when he's not switching, you know, in the field with younger uh, <clears throat> Alvarez. Uh, I think Yenier Diaz is just a kind of a sneaky, catch, soon to be catcher eligible play um, who is probably the catcher of the future in Houston. Um, Alex, I'm sure you have plenty to talk about with catchers um, and, 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 and thoughts on that <laughs> aspect. Uh, but you're talking about guys I'm looking at. I've grabbed him in three draft and holds um, as, again, a sneaky fourth catcher in a, in a two-catcher league um, who I think could be up and gain that eligibility rather, rather quickly. I, it's not somebody I'm grabbing off the wire early on um, in the season. But it will be a situation that I kind of monitor and as soon, you know, maybe grab him before he gets catcher eligibility um, for, again, like the one to two dollars, especially in a two catcher league where he could be most useful. Yeah. So the the reason why I'm sort of anti catcher is almost because of guys like Yanir Diaz, because he's not going to be on a top. He wasn't even on our top 199 list, Mm -hmm. although, to be fair, if we extended it. He definitely would have made my top like 130, 140, but the, you know, the point stands, he doesn't show up on the list, but you can pick up guys like him that just kind of fall through the cracks. He had 25 home runs last year. We saw him at the futures game. He was hitting rockets. He looks really athletic. Um, and again, kind of similar to Barger in that just Mart- Martin Mar- uh, Maldonado is in his way, who I know has a lot of love in Houston and, you know, receives the ball really well, but he cannot hit at all right now. Mm-hmm. For the last three Mm-mm. years, hit, Mm-mm. and you know the Astros are not in desperate need of offense, and so they're they're probably okay with that. But you know, at a certain point, they're they're t- turning it over to this guy. He's 24. He's ready to go. He can hit. Um, so a, a great call. And again, like you don't have to spend up for him. Like you could pick him up in dynasty leagues right now. In a lot of, I mean, I'm looking at my leagues right now. I can go pick him up in wow, one of my. 10 I could go pick him up but you know I'm in some crazy ones but I think you can go find him in a lot of leagues and especially in redraft leagues that you don't have to draft him you can keep him um, and then just kind of do that carousel at catcher and get two or three catchers on your team or whatever even and and that way one's playing every day that's the thing I hate about catchers especially in a weekly league get four games Mm -hmm. you know five games and that gets frustrating You, you invested so much in and your guy that that only plays four times a week, five times a week. So yeah, that's, yeah. that's my thought. But good calls. We've talked about Yanir Diaz on this show uh, a few times as well. So those are two excellent calls. And I love that you didn't go like top 100 guys. These are guys that are well outside top 100 lists everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I do mm-hmm. think that both of them are going to have substantial amounts of plate appearances this year. You know, whether oh, yeah. or not they perform how we think is another 
unpredictable <laughs> thing, but I do think they're going to both get a lot of chances, and they're they're essentially. I bet I bet Yiner gets uh, at least 300 this yeah. year coming up. I mean, the beauty of the uh, of this situation with a catcher um, is that you know even if he if he comes up, he's not going to play every day. Yeah, he might get some extra DH time, maybe. But like you, to your point, if he's playing three or four times a week out of seven, um, you know, this is the thing about catchers is like they can volume their way into counting stats at the position, um, but their ratios aren't going to hurt you as much because right. the volume is just not there. So if he's hitting right. 220, that 220 doesn't go as far as if he's playing every day at second base. Um, yeah. So, it, you know, it doesn't doesn't help you per se, but it might not uh, hurt you as bad as uh, as it would if he was playing elsewhere. I just don't see like a huge difference between him and Henry Davis, who you would have to pay up for mm-hmm. an enormous amount oh, sure. right now. Where mm-hmm. like, yeah, maybe Henry is a better defensive player. That's fine. Um, but like bat wise, they're like the same player to me in my mind, and I don't have to spend anything to get Diaz, and I'd have to spend a grip to get Henry Davis. That's sure. Kind of where I'm at. All right, Adam, we're gonna go ahead and take a break. Um, and then we will be back and we're going to do some more positivity, kind of like what we just did right now. Who's going to be those breakout guys that are beyond the top 100 that they're in the, you know, the one thirties, one sixties, one eighties, who are those guys that are going to bust out? Because if we look back a couple of years ago, certainly a lot of major league superstars can be found in that range that might surprise you. So we'll be kind of going over that. So stay tuned. We'll be right back after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back. Alex Sanchez here with you. Nate Eckert joining me. Special thanks to Adam Howe. That was a great, great. I was very impressed with some of his answers, Nate. I mean, obviously, yeah. I agreed with a lot of his answers. But <laughs> well, the fact that he was, yeah, very easy and uh, very well spoken. So if you kind of like that sting bit, uh, little snippet of it, then go out and check that podcast. Um, again, it's going to be focusing more on those wire type of guys the guys that are floating around the free agencies so perhaps you know dynasty leagues maybe you're not going to be able to get some of those guys but still you know um i'm sure not everybody is dynasty only leagues yeah i'm I'm trying to branch out this league this year too so all right so here's the plan for the last 20 minutes or so of this particular podcast we're going to go ahead and be on the positive side to get rid of that bust busting negativity we had (laughs) a few days ago and it is St. Patrick's Day, so we're going to feel a little bit lucky here, I hope, with some of these picks. Mm-hmm. We're going to go ahead and take a look at the picks after uh, 100. So when we go to our list, I have both the 2018 list and this year's list. We're going to do a similar exercise. We're going to take a look at how many stars you could find outside of the top 100. So, for instance, if I go from 100 to 120 on the 2018 list, I can see two 
Bonafide stars. O'Neill Cruz came in at 116, and Dustin May came in at 102. Those guys right now, dynasty-wise, you're talking top 100 assets. Easy. O'Neill Cruz is probably a top 40 asset right now, depending, maybe even higher. Um, so the chances are, if we take a look at this year's list, that we're going to need to find two of those guys. So... Um, we have, I'm not going to go ahead and talk about all of these guys, 100 to 120. You're going to have to go and look at the list if you're interested in that. So we'll just go pick one each for this one. Uh, Nate, give me one of your guys that is going to be the O'Neill Cruz and or Dustin May of the 2023 list. Okay. Uh, one through... 120, did we say? Yeah, 100, one through, 100 120? through 120, yeah, in that range. Okay, beautiful, good. I'm glad because I'm glad it fell all the way down to 118 because my pick for the next Dustin May is undoubtedly Bryce Miller, right-handed pitcher in the Seattle system. Uh, I love this kid, everything about him. He's got one of those low-arm slot, still has uh, – nine, he sits, 98 can touch triple digits, has uh, arm side fade, just nasty, nasty, nasty stuff uh, fastball-wise, has a wipeout slider, and if he gets a, uh, a serviceable changeup, you can see him flying through that system and being a fist starter for the, for the, uh, for the Mariners really, really quick and then evolving even further as the years go on. So Bryce Miller. Yeah, I'm surprised that he didn't crack – our top 100 list, if I'm being honest. Yeah. I don't know if I had yeah. him necessarily on my list, but I, I know a lot of people really like him. So I enjoy yeah. that. I'm stuck between three players. And so when I'm stuck like this, I might as well mention it. That way I can kind of hedge my bets and maybe I get lucky if, mm -hmm. I, if I miss it up. <laughs> but I'm looking at Edward Julian, Everson Pereira, and Colt Keith. My instinct is to actually go Colt Keith right now. And so that's what we'll go with. He's the third baseman for the Detroit Tigers. A lot of proximity value here so even if he doesn't become a superstar i do think that he is going to be up really really quickly there is some holes in that tigers lineup to put it nicely and he has had a fantastic <laughs> spring if you take a look at the hard hit data you're going to see colt keith's name near the top of almost any sort of uh stat cast stuff that you look at hit a home run i believe he hit one today I i'll have to double check that but I think that he is a professional hitter and the only reason why he comes in at 107 is i think a lot of people Forgot about him after the injury last year. He had a, you know, he had to miss a bunch of 2022. Did come back in the fall, and obviously he's good to go here in the spring. And talking to Kurt about Colt Keith, I think that this is it. He made my top 100 list, um, and I, I feel like he's a name that is is going to be up really, really quickly and could have immediate success. And and really the only thing holding back was an injury, which he's already shown that he's recovered from. So. I'm going to go Colt Keith there at 107. Nice. So there you go. All right, moving on. So from 120 to 140, uh, if we go back to 2018, there's a there's a few names here. Um, the one obvious one is Sandy Alcantara. So we mm. have an absolute, and then we have a Shane McClanahan at 133. Wow. Um, yeah, those are two excellent names. Like top yeah. Top 30 dynasty assets. There's also, if you want to get a little nice, Tristan Cassis. I'm not going to include him for this, for this, I don't think. 
But that's okay. another nice name that we saw at 137 in 2018. So we got two studs. They don't have to be pitchers. But again, we're going two studs. That's kind of the rate we've seen. So for every 20 prospects, two kind of really, really hit after the top 100, according to this very basic research that we're doing right now. But um, <laughs> I'll give you the floor here from 120 to 140 on our list in 2018. Who are going to be the Alcantras and the Shane McClanahan's? Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to stick pitcher because I like this kid a lot. Um, I own him in the Zhao dynasty and I plan on drafting him. I hope none of my friends in my redraft league are listening, but they probably will be. So maybe I'm not going to draft him. Uh, number 132, Hayden Wesniski. Right-hander. I know it sucks that he's, that he pitches for the Cubs, but all I've ever seen this kid do is be a professional pitcher, strike out hitters, and limit his walks. And I think pitching in uh, Wrigley is actually, uh, you know, beneficial. Uh, some may argue with that, but I think it's a pretty pretty good pitcher's park, especially when that wind's blowing in. And uh, I don't know. He flew through the system. I, I can't remember the team he was with before he got traded to Chicago, but regardless. Yankees. Oh, the Yanks. That's right. So if the Yankees drafted him, I'm, I'm, I'm a believer. And ever since he's been with the Cubs, I've followed him. And again, I, I, actually, I remember him when he was with the Yanks. But anyway, uh, I've always believed in Wesniski. No real tool kind of stands out for me, uh, like uh, as far as his pitches are concerned. But he's a polished uh, professional, and I like Wesniski a lot. Yeah, I saw him today with the Cubs playing your Dodgers. Actually, I was very interested. It was the Pepiot and Wesniski matchup. Mm-hmm. Wesniski mm-hmm. looks really good. Everything is moving. Mm-hmm. Nothing straight. Um, yep. Yep. He he held down a, a lineup full of regulars for the the yep. Dodger and he's done it all spring. So he's got that spot. Um, this one's really tough for me. I don't want to do Addison Barger because we've, we've talked about him and I don't right. think he's a superstar. Like if I had to pick one guy to become a superstar, top 40 dynasty assets, probably not him. I think he's very useful, but I'm going to have to pick somebody that I've sort of given up on and uh, he's forcing his hand. That's Ronnie Mauricio. He is, Yes. infielder for yes. the Mets right now. And so the reason why I gave up on Mauricio, and I think I talked about this on the podcast a few years ago now, is that uh, he was getting a lot of hype and they were saying, yeah, he's he's got this power. And I looked at his line in 2019 and I saw four home runs and 500 plate appearances. And I sort of said, <laughs> OK, well, uh, speed. And then he had six stolen bases and 10 caught stealing and 268 batting average. And this is in 2019 when he was mm-hmm. 18. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I just gave up on him. And then we had the pandemic. And then in 2021, he hit 20 home runs. And then last year, he hit 26 home runs and stole 20 bases. Still getting caught on the bases an awful lot. But, man, this is a lot of Jazz Chisholm type of progression that I'm seeing from Definitely. him. Definitely. And 25-25 type of guy on the infield for the Mets. Um and he is only getting better. Like when you take a look at all of these stats, right? The power is increasing. Um, yep. The strikeouts are getting better. The average is increasing. 
the on-base percentage is getting better every single year. A lot of Estuary Ruiz vibes where, like, this could be a mm-hmm. breakout breakout year. If yep. You don't consider last year to be a breakout. So if we're going to pick a superstar, I don't see a lot of superstar names here. Um, nah. I mean, I guess it's hard to predict. Um, but Super that, that'll be my pick at 122. Probably should have made our top 100 list. He didn't make mine. I love that. I love that. Uh, he was definitely on mine. Um, uh, just to piggyback on you, Alex, just for a second. Uh, he he was also really aggressively assigned. Uh, I remember that was part of the reason why I thought we should wait on uh, Mauricio. Um, he's only 22. And that left that left-handed power, man. Whew, that is something to get excited about. So I'm also a, a mighty CEO, uh, believer. Power is real, yeah. I mean, I didn't. Oh yeah. You don't, you don't look at him and see power, but it is Jazz Chisholm. Like he has power. And yeah. It's just the swing. So. All right, moving on. We're into a 140 to 160 range. This is a fascinating range here. Um, so I'm gonna get. There's there's two for sure. And I'll ask you about the third one, but I'm going to put okay. Brandon Lau. Um, Brandon, uh, Brand, it's Lau, right? My gosh. I'm it's Lau, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, guys, Nathaniel Lowe and Josh Lowe are the brothers. Okay. Brandon Lau yes. and um, Julio Rodriguez at 155. Oh, now, uh, another superstar at 153, Kyler Murray. <laughs> 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 we have to pick two superstars and one that's going to transition to the NFL. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think I got that. Yeah. All right. So, uh, I mean, come on, you're talking about a, the number one dynasty player, perhaps. Um, yeah. Depending on who you talk to and Julio Rodriguez at 155. This is a guy that at this point, you know, you had, it was, we have a bunch of Julio Rodriguez types that we look at. 17-year-olds, 18-year-olds, and, and one of them is going to mm-hmm. be, become that. So we have to try to find that. And I think Brandon Lau has been a fantastic player. Um, definitely somebody at the 146 range we should probably highlight. A couple of guys that are still on the list here, Everson Pereira, Ronnie Mauricio we just talked about also. So um, we'll go ahead and, and try to pick that out. So 140 to 160, go ahead and give me your uh, your pick here. All right. Um, let's see here. Hmm. Should I choose a hitter since we're going into the Julio Rodriguez zone? Yeah. Oh, this is a tough range. It is. It is tough because the, there's a few pitchers that are just screaming to me right now. Yeah, but do a picture um, then. That's fine. Okay. All right. Uh, and I love this this kid, by the way. Um, you said 153 was uh was uh the quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Chase Petty. He's got a quarterback's name, but there's no plan on him being a quarterback. Uh, but I love Chase Petty. I started watching him in high school uh, with uh, the uh, perfect game, uh, perfect game, the PG Nationals uh, showcase. Uh, I was watching him before that. I, I love watching PG National showcases, uh, PG All-American showcases. I'm I'm a total fiend for that type of stuff. And uh, and I watched the uh, All-American game outright. And just watching the confidence that that kid had when he was 17, 18 years old and pumping it in there at 99, it was just it was a beautiful thing. And I remember thinking to myself, if I have the chance, 
I'm going to grab Petty. And he, I was a bit disappointed when he was sent over to Cincinnati, but because I, I don't know, Minnesota has a, a pretty decent history of producing. Eh, I don't know, not lately. Never mind. I love him in Cincinnati compared to Minnesota. Um, He's he's changed his repertoire a lot. He's no longer the uh, 99 four seam rising fastball uh, uh, wipeout slider cat, or uh, he's more of a sits 95 96. Um, will throw a sinker with a ton of arm side fade, a ton of sink, and he throws a four seam that will rise on you. He also has a hammer curveball. And a developing changeup. So uh, I think that it's a great sign that this kid isn't just throwing anymore. He's a pitcher, and the numbers back him up. So 153, Chase Petty. Yeah. Also a good race car name, I think. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> good quarterback name. Um, uh-huh. So I'm going with a guy here that I think is going to actually be very similar to Brendan Lau, and that was – or Elvis Martinez for the Blue Jays. He comes in at 152. He's been much higher on our list. At other times, he made my top 100. I think I might have even had him at 73 at the high. Um, That's the high. Yeah, I, I mean, a lot of people view 2022 as a horrific year and have sort of written him off. But we've done this before, where if we take away the average, which, again, you can't do. <laughs> like, you can't do that. <laughs> if we are sort of looking beyond that not just at that then there is a lot to like here with power and speed and you know a 30 homer he's able to uh, do six bases as well so uh, the power is there it's legit it's very reminiscent of brandon lau i think in that he probably makes it and he probably hits 30 homers and the average might be horrific but hey that's kind of okay if he's at second base or if he's even at shortstop which I, you know, I don't think he's shortstop third base probably not what you're looking for but a guy at this range that again you can get for so much less i mean a year ago trying to get or elvis martinez you were looking Oof. at noel Marte type of prices right yeah top yep. 40 top 50 guy so yep. don't give up on him yet we see this happen all the time it's not a a linear progression to the big league yep. it's called an outlier yeah and so we'll see what happens this year i'll be very interested in following him so yeah, right. for sure. That'll be a good watch. Yeah. Let's move on here. We got 160 to 180. And if I'm going okay. back to uh, my 2018 list, let me put that up here. Um, there's a few still. I mean, you have William wow. Contreras. You wow. have Will Smith, the catcher for the Dodgers. Okay. Okay. Those are two. Again, like, honestly, Will Smith is probably the best dynasty catcher that's not named Adley Rutschman and you might argue yep. that Will Smith is more valuable than Adley. You could. Yeah. You could. And William Contreras is certainly not far behind them. No. 120ish maybe dynasty asset. Um I think moving to Milwaukee he is very interesting this year. Ooh. Ooh, we we're not worried about the major leaguers too much. So, uh we got it looks like we got two so that's kind of been the averages. We got about two per 20 uh each time we do this. So um, now these are not superstars, but certainly guys that you would definitely want and have a lot of value right now. So let's go from 160 to 180. You pick one, I'll pick one. We'll continue with that. All right, buddy. Um, let's see here. Down to 180. 
Huh. Doesn't look like we have a 180 on this list. Yeah, a couple uh, of ties on our list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have three 178s. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. I'm going to have to – I'm going to take a bit of a surprise route this time. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, not going pitcher. I'm going to take Andres Shaparo, uh, the uh, prospect out of the Yankees system. Big, powerful, strong, big, wide shoulder, power hitting, hit tool, third baseman, first baseman, probably a corner infielder, could move out to the outfield eventually. But I saw him hit a a bomb early this spring before he got uh, designated that, I mean, (laughs) He absolutely obliterated it. And last year, he had about 30 home runs, 270. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, it was at least at high A. He may have been promoted into double A, and the numbers continued through. So um, maybe it was even double A and triple A. But regardless, uh, Andres Chaparro, he's a, uh, a stud for the Yankees, and uh, I'd be – I bet it was Paul, but I'm I'm curious as to who who put him at 82. I'm not mad at it because I like him a lot, but I uh, again I'm curious to know who who named him. But it, it it's got to be Paul, right? It was Ross Jensen, uh, our scout by the stat line guy. So good call, sense. good call. Yeah. Um, speaking of a stat line, this is a guy I'm gonna pick, and I'm basing it solely on his stat line because it's incredible. And sort of reminiscent of what's been happening to this organization, his name is Thomas Segesi. He is a 20-year-old second baseman um, with the Rangers. And the Rangers seem to have this knack of getting guys that nobody has heard about. I'm talking about Dustin Harris. I'm talking about Evan Carter. Those guys rocketed up because they sort of came out of nowhere and just had this, like, fantastic season. So here is Thomas Segesi at... High A last year as a 20-year-old, by the way. 308, 14 home runs, 11 stolen bases. Then got promoted to double A as a 20-year-old still and hit 381 in Mm. 22 plate appearances with a homer and a stolen base. So just nothing but success his entire 2022. And a guy you could get anywhere. I'm looking at my leagues. I see... uh, of my 10 dynasty leagues, he's available in seven of them right now. So, wow. Uh, he's a guy that um, he's going to, if he continues what he's doing, right. That's just going to just fly up radars. So keep an eye on him. And we're getting to this range where like, I got to, I'm, I was struggling in this one. I'm not going to lie. I was looking at like go blaze Jordan again. <laughs> do I do um, Pedro Leon, Austin Martin. Yeah, I'm not doing Austin Martin. Um, so, so I guess he actually got to 79 on one of our uh, rankers had him up there. So Wow. All right. We got the last, the rest. So from 180 right. to 199, this is going to be a little bit harder to do since our other list only went up to 185. Um, okay. And there is not really anybody of note on that <laughs> list. <laughs> a friend of the podcast, Tyler Freeman, came in at 185. That was cool. Hey, there you go. Um, who cares? Let's go ahead and I'm going to yeah. challenge us. We're going to pick one more each at the 180 okay. to 200 range, uh, guys that we like. And uh, we'll finish up with that. 
So go ahead. I see one guy that I'm you've talked about right away. See if you pick him. <laughs> yeah. Um I think I think I'm on the same page with you. I'm not going to talk about Justin Crawford. I love Justin Crawford, by the way, but that's not who I'm going to talk about. That's who you thought? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was a good guess. Um, and instead, I'm going to go with somebody we both like, Emmett Sheehan. Number 182, the right-handed pitching prospect for the Dodgers. Talk about a stat line, ladies and gents. This guy absolutely obliterated three levels of baseball last year. Um, he was drafted in the second or third round of 2021, and all he's done is just fly his way straight through all the levels, striking everybody out. He's uh, six, eight, I think, six, seven. Yeah. Um, and he's got 9,900 mile an hour four seam that rises, comes at you from this, this crazy angle. He's got a uh, 12 to 6 curve, a wipeout slider, and the best part, he's got a 65 rated changeup that'll fall right off the table. Um, I love Sheehan. He had a, a lot of helium last year. And uh, as long as he continues to do what he does, because he's already faced double A and he, he did not blink, um, he's going to be in Dodger Stadium pretty soon. I hope that he this was this would have been a really good Dustin May comp uh, when we were talking about him earlier. But I really hope they don't turn him into one of those Dustin May, Tony Gonsolin relievers for a year or two. That would just drive me nuts because I love this kid as a starter. Um, but it's the Dodgers and that's just what they do. So, uh, but yeah, Emma Sheehan. Yeah. I mean, I don't disagree with that. I like him a lot. Um, all right. I'm going to finish off with a guy that the more I think about it, the more this doesn't make any sense to me. So again, this comes back to this very simple idea that this guy is not 186. I knew you were going to, I knew you were going to talk about him. He shouldn't be 186 on our list. No, he shouldn't. Freaking, um, the stuff that he's done is sensational, but like he's yeah. not on anybody's top 100. So right. he somehow plummets down to the end. His name is Davison De Los Santos. I've seen him in person uh, in the Cal League. This is a guy that was 19-year-old all of last year, hit over 20 home runs. It was, you know, for most of the year was hitting above 300. Well below age level. He is six foot one, 185. This, I mean, that can't be right. He's like easily 220. <laughs> He's just a oh. mammoth of a man. He swings hard <laughs> and he hits the ball extraordinarily hard all the time. Um, he's going to strike out a ton. He has no speed to speak of and he's probably a first baseman, but still 19 year old, like they they don't do this <laughs> very often right. 19 year olds do right. it. three levels all the way up to double a last year so hmm. uh, he's definitely not a number 186 guy he is much closer <laughs> to the, the 100s but uh, yeah i know a lot of some people are questioning sort of his effort and his attitude as well uh, i don't really care about that for teenagers if you're 25 no. old and you you have attitude problems and then that that does <laughs> get you out of base i mean there's no doubt that that does become a problem at a certain yes. point, I mean, Miguel Sano, right? So my brother-in-law played with Miguel Sano um, 
coming up through the twins. And it's just like, you could tell, he said from the beginning, like he got treated differently. He understood he got treated differently with this because he was a big international. Right. right. Whatever he got, he wanted. And that's fine when you're an 18, 19 year old, like, sure. We all go through that. But if it stays that way to the majors, like, and you start to have some flaws, number one, Mm -hmm. you don't tend to change them. And number two, the organizations get fed up with you really, really quickly. They're not willing and to your teammates and your right. teammates. Yeah. So that, that does matter. But it, for me, it doesn't matter because it didn't, I mean, it didn't matter for Sano, right? He got to the big leagues. In fact, like, I think that's a good comp for Dale Sanchez. Yeah. I, I was going to say the exact same thing. I thought that that was a wonderful comp. Yeah. So it, it does go to show you that, um, you know, the attitude it, it, it can't stay like that. No, don't get me wrong, no. but it doesn't matter for me right now. So if you're just looking at the fact that he hits the ball extremely hard and he is very, very young, then you got to like him. And he looked like a big leaguer out there. I'm not going to lie. Like, that was the same. Oh, he's yeah. on the same team with Jordan Lawler. And Lawler looks fantastic. You can tell he's just great. But he Lawler doesn't look like a big leaguer yet. Not um, yet. De Los Santos did. <laughs> he looked yeah. like he was That's, a man amongst boys. Yeah. So. He's a beast. Yeah. All right. Fantastic. Well, I think that's going to do it for us here, Nate. We got two episodes yeah. for you this week. That was fantastic. Um, we got some WBC stuff now. We got the United States this weekend. Um, Ooh. Yeah. We got Mexico moving on. That was an interesting mm-hmm. game today. So I uh, hope you enjoy that. And then don't forget, don't forget, if you're still listening to this, we need your vote. I believe that's it's going to be on Monday. I could be wrong, but um, for the third round when we're going up against the tool shed. So I'm an optimist. Nate, I think you're an optimist too. Big time. We can do it, but we're going to need every vote. So if you're listening to this, please, please go and vote for us on that Monday. Uh, tell your friends to vote for us. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't like us, like honestly, if you, even if like, yeah. okay, like Eric and Chris, they've made it like they've done, they, they're at the top of the mountain. Okay. Sure. We're like way down at the bottom. We have a couple of hills <laughs> that we're trying to get up, you know, so I'm doing, I'm literally doing bone. this in, in my garage. Like that's where I'm at right <laughs> now. I'm in a garage. So we still need to get out of it. Um, make, uh, let's make this my full-time job. Okay. And then I can get you podcasts. Yeah. Day, okay? Yeah. There, that, that's what we're talking about really. Yeah, right in all there. serious though. Uh, yeah. Please look for that. But um, again, check out all of those podcasts on there. Uh, every Indeed. year this happens to me where I I obviously I'm excited to get as many votes as I can for Futures Focus. But I, I get to learn about all these other podcasts and I get put I put them all into my Spotify and then they uh-huh. just come up each day. And just, whenever I'm, I'm doing laundry, I'm on my way to school, yeah. I'm taking a walk and just boom. Now I got podcasts going. So, yeah. Yeah. All right, Nate. Well, anything else to add to the party here before we head out no, to man. our St. Patrick's Day? I'm just I'm just stoked that we uh, that we had Adam on and uh, I had a lot of fun. Yeah, I like I like Adam's responses. Yeah, they were good. Yeah, he was he was was wonderful. So uh, anytime. (laughs) Exactly. Backed up everything we've ever said on this show. (laughs) And he laughed at all my jokes. So, hey. Adam's okay in my book. Yeah, special thanks. Go check out on the Wire podcast. This is Futures Focus. My name Alex Sanchez. Nate Ecker joining me. Again, we'll be with you next week. A lot more to discuss. Probably more spring training prospect battles. All that good stuff. We'll go into mm-hmm. a little more. And we got some bold predictions. I think we got to we got to make an episode for that too. Of course, coming up. of course. So, 
I hope you enjoyed it. This is Futures Focus. We'll be back next week. See ya.